Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. So a few weeks ago, you know, I was having a lot of, um, a lot of struggles trying to figure out the next topics that we could talk about. And I had asked on, um, the Facebook group, uh, if anyone had any topics or suggestions or things they wanted to hear about, whatever. And someone had said that they thought it would be good if I would talk about specific spells. Um, so... I agree that would be some really, really cool episodes, honestly, but I feel like spells are very, um, they're different for every situation, every person, you know, like you can absolutely use a like pre-existing spell. You can use, uh, ingredients, a list of ingredients, a list of things to say and do, and you can perform your spell and it can be effective. But for me, at least, the most powerful magic I'm going to be able to use is if, uh, if it comes from my own heart. So, uh, yeah, I did a cord cutting ritual. I know I've mentioned it a few times in previous episodes. Um, I did a cord cutting ritual, um, right around Halloween last year. I think last year. Yeah. Now, at that point, I was in that coven, and um, Wiccan practices were influencing the way I was doing spells. So, uh, keep that in mind as I go through um, what I did. The real magic in it was at one particular point. Um... But casting the circle and things like that, that the, it was very, um, very much influenced. These days, I am, I'm, much, I'm much more likely to cast a circle just by, um, you know, meditating and then filling myself with light and expanding that light outside of myself into sort of a protective bubble. Um, and it's kind of funny, you know, I... I worked with the elements before I became a part of that coven, but, um, I find that I'm not really feeling very connected to the elements anymore. And I think it's because, you know, Wicca is very heavily involved in elemental, um, things, you know, I mean, just like, uh, casting the circle in particular is, uh, where, the elements really come in to play for, um, at least for, for that coven. Uh, and I, I guess I still feel bitter and that's okay. I'm, I don't have any problem with, with feeling that way. I don't feel like I need to, you know, work on changing it. Um, but it has influenced my, um, my magic in the opposite direction like I just don't even feel like I want to work with the elements so uh, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say there I'm just saying the way I did this spell then is a little different than the way I would do it now um 
except for the actual working part of it. Um, also, you'll hear me turning pages. Uh, my my magical journal um, is big, and the pages are are you know kind of stiff and thick and everything. So, apologize for that in advance. <clears throat> All right. So, what is a cord cutting ritual for? Um, most of the time, you will hear about it being used when a person wants to um, cut the cord between themselves and another person but you can absolutely do a cord cutting ritual um when you need to cut the connection between you and a thing um or a place or you know whatever it doesn't have to be about relationships is what i'm getting at so if you wanted to quit smoking for example you could do a cord cutting ritual um severing your ties to cigarettes all right, so uh, the materials that I used, let me, hold on, let me say one more thing before I go into it. There's lots of different ways to do a cord cutting ritual. You can Google it, Google it and you'll, you'll come up with lots of different things. Um, that, and that's exactly what I did. <clears throat> I Googled to see if um, I could figure out the right way to do it. When I should have known, there is no right way to do it because it's magic. And that's not how, you know, not how that works um i read about some people who um used you know like a, a string or whatever and they tied their wrists their ankles together and then their wrists together which obviously you can't really tie your own wrists together very well but i don't know they had said something about how they did it um and then in your magical working you you break those strings apart um there are people who will uh use one candle um people who use different types of things to represent the people or the thing um loads and loads and loads of way to do ways to do it so this was just the way i did it um, Alright, so the materials needed, I used one tapered red candle and one tapered black candle. Uh, I used a cotton yarn, actually it was a cotton yarn that um, I made it pretty long and tied it into a circle. Um, now, and by long I mean like, you know, four or five feet long. Um, I used one tea light. I had a a dish like a, a low dish of black salt um, I had different things to represent the elementals um, I had uh, something to represent Lilith I wanted to work even though I don't uh, really work with deities at all even at that point uh, I still didn't work with deities but Lilith is very much a strong independent female figure so I was okay with with at least calling on that um, aspect of myself, if nothing else. Um, so something to represent her, I used a goddess statue and some owls. Um, a representation for the full moon. Uh, I actually used a, a small white pumpkin. And the crazy thing is, that was October last year. It's now August, a year later, and I still have that pumpkin. Um... I don't know how long it's going to last. 
but I think that's interesting. Uh, but I also used a bell, my athame, and some incense. Um, I was very uh, specific that I wanted to perform this on a full moon because, you know, you perform things on uh, the new moon if you want to bring them to you because the moon is growing. Um, and then you do it on the full moon if you want to uh, move it away from you because um, the moon is, uh, it will, it will get smaller. Um, I used the red candle to represent myself and the black candle to represent the person that I wanted to release. Um, I put both the candles in uh, separate candle holders about six inches apart. Um, I had tied the cord into one big circle, but then I, you know, I, um, I gathered it up into, um, like I looped it over and over until it was, you know, smaller. Um, and then I put the, the cord over my candle. I twisted it one time so it made an X in the middle. And then I put it um, over the black candle. Uh, I put the container of black salt underneath that and the unlit tea light candle underneath where the um, where the cord uh, crossed itself. Um, so like the candle, the tea light was in the black salt. Oh, and you know black salt is, you use that to um, absorb negativity and things like that. Um, also, conveniently, uh, it would be good to um, prevent fires on the wooden dresser that I was doing all of this on. Um, okay, so the ritual itself. Um, I want to say to the ritual, you know, that's not really a phrase that I'm particularly crazy about these days, but... Um, the ritual is the part of it where I was getting myself in the right mind place. Um, I was gathering the energy. I was preparing myself. And then the, the spell itself was the part where I did the actual magic. So um, I lit both the red and the black candle. Um, I did not light the tea light underneath though. Only those two candles. Um, and then I cast a circle um by walking around three times and uh i did some chanting certain pagan um chants that i know um and then i rang the bell one time and then i spent some time meditating and i rang the bell two times and then um and then i actually uh spun up the circle so I walked around the circle three times um, with my athame. I didn't have a wand at that, at that time. I'd broken it. Um, so I walked around it three times with, with my athame. And I envisioned, you know, like this light shooting out of the athame um, and creating like a, a, a ring. Um, and I did that three times. And... So three rings, so one at the bottom, one at the middle, and one kind of at the top of like a dome. And then once I finished the third one, obviously they're spirals. They're not actually rings because uh, 
you don't ever stop it just keeps going but when I finished the third one I um, made it sort of spiral at the center of the top and and then drew that light energy um, down from the top down to the bottom so it's sort of like held it in place and then I um, rang the bell three times and those the ring the bell that I don't know if that was very specific to that coven I was in or if it's very specifically Wiccan but um I never did really feel that I like ringing the bell but I never did get the one and then the twice and then the three times all right anyway uh so then I um picked up each representation for the elementals off of the altar and um I charged it um i don't think this is spilling wiccan secrets but i would say creature of earth this charge i lay no phantom in my presence stay not in complete accord with me as i do will so mo to be and then i would bring that element to its altar um so and uh, the elemental altars by the way also had candles and other things to represent that elemental like earth i had I had some crystals or rocks I had um, some salt definitely had a lot of candles on each one um, I think I put some tarot cards on each one too but I don't remember exactly for sure um, uh, okay yeah okay so then I did each of the elements like that and I did some chanting um, Oh, and the elemental invocations. Um, so this is just a brief example of what an elemental invocation might sound like. So you might say, guardian of earth, keeper of the north, you bring the calm surety of stability to my circle. All things on the earth are of the earth. Lend your power to my spell. Steady, sensual, strong earth I call to thee now. Or you may say, guardian of fire, keeper of the south. You bring the power of passion and transformation to my circle. You possess the ability to aid or destroy. Lend your strength to my spell. Light in the darkness, fire I call to thee now. So, um, so yeah, those are like very specifically like, uh, almost, almost like a deity. Like the elementals are almost like a deity. Um, all right. So I did that for all the altars. And then um, I went back to my main altar and I uh, wanted to call to the moon and to Lilith. Um, so I did a little chant and I, I have in my notes, uh, chant to build the energy, stop only when ready. Um, and I didn't write an actual invocation to Lilith. I felt like I should just speak directly to the moon so my my notes here were call the moon using heartfelt words i think i remember i might have shed a tear or two when i was doing that part um okay so uh then i invoked lilith by saying um lilith mother of witches goddess of the night you had who would not be owned you refuse their rules and demand your own place in the world we have guided women to own our own strength we are magic in female form. I invite you to join me in my circle. Enter me, if you will, and lend your aid to my spell. Lilith, I call to thee now. Um, 
and then then I began uh, okay then I began the actual spell so um, the actual spell part of it um, I had written a little thing like a little chant um, and uh, I said it over and over until I felt like it was time and then when it was time um, at the end of the, the chant um, I lit the the candle the tea light candle that was under the cord so here's how my chant went um, by witch's blade of sharpened sword with this spell I cut the cord by fire burning bright aflame at the point I speak your name I release the ties that bind out of heart and out of mind person now the spell is cast and the past is in the past here I let the magic flow as above and so below um, and as I said the the last couple of lines I, I lit that uh, tea candle um so uh then i did i did chant the um you know you say chant it's not really chanting i i spoke the witch's rune um the one about uh darksome night and shining moon and all that stuff and then i um thanked the spirits and let them leave and then i unspun the circle and oh and then I blew out the black candle but I let because the black candle represented that person I let the red candle keep burning and just did things that I like doing while it was burning um and the interesting thing was so you know I said that I used um cotton yarn I had made one really big circle um like the the yarn I cut off like four or five feet of yarn I tied it into one big loop and then I just kept gathering it up until it was it made a circle that was like about six inches um across you know when I when I would uh like flatten the circle I don't know how to say what I'm saying <laughs> anyway it was several strands of cotton yarn thick and I had put the candle precisely under the the x that the that the yarn had made and when I lit it it burned you know it caught fire and it burned pretty quickly but the side that was for him burned all the way up to the candle the side that was for me uh it stopped burning about halfway through the black salt um and I thought that was very very interesting like I felt like that was you know a, a real um clear sign that that the magic had worked because everything that was me remained so that meant to me that like all of the aspects of myself that grew and learned and you know developed with this person even though this person was toxic and I needed him out of my life all of those aspects of myself were were me and they weren't um they weren't him even though he is what caused 
those, uh, that painful growth. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then, uh, the next day I threw the last little nub of, uh, wax and wick that was left from his candle. I threw it into, um, a river by my house, uh, to take it away from me. I don't think that's environmentally problematic. It's, it's wax. I'm sure there's not great dyes in it, but I didn't feel like it was really a problem. Um, and, uh, I think at some point I used the rest of that red candle for a different spell or something, but you know, the magic from that spell wasn't in it anymore. You know, like I didn't feel like I needed to, to hang on to it. And that same night, one of the things that I did when I, you know, was letting my red candle burn out. Oh wait. Yeah. I didn't throw out the last little, I completely said that wrong. I blew his out. His candle had, it, there were small candles, um, but his candle had, you know, like three or four inches and I threw that into the river, but mine, I let it burn out completely. What did I do though? I know, I guess for a while I left the little bit of wax in the bottom of the, um, candle holder and, um, I didn't want to clean it out for a long time, but then I did, I felt like it was done and I, I cleaned it out and threw that away, I guess. Um, it's funny how something can be so big and symbolic in the moment, but then once it's done, once the magic is done, it's, it's just done. And, you know, you don't necessarily need to hold on to the, to the details of it anymore. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, while, um, while my candle was continuing to burn, while it burned out and I was living life, doing the things that I enjoyed, one of the things that I did was, um, I went and blocked him on, um, on everything, you know, all the social media stuff. And, um, he always managed to find a way to to get back in touch with me, even, even when I had blocked him other times, but this time, um, this time he didn't, and I feel like the connection that I had with him for years, I mean like 20 years, the connection that I had with him was gone, like I really felt like I had cut that, that tie between us, it was gone, it was, didn't exist anymore, and you know, I didn't do any of it with like malice towards him, you know, like it was truly like, I want him to be able to move on too. Um, and the really funny thing, I feel like, you know, all these years that I've, that I've been single, that I haven't really dated and some of it's been by choice, but some of it's been because, uh, there weren't a whole lot of opportunities um, making themselves available to me. Um, although I do have a habit of like crushing on unavailable men because, and I think, uh, actually I know it's because they're unavailable. Therefore I'm safe. You know, like I can like them all day long, but I don't have to ever worry about them, um, liking me back. And if they do like me back, but they're really not available, 
uh, I mean, like, I don't crush on married men. That's not what I'm saying. But if they like me back, knowing that they're not trying to do, like, go anywhere with that, then that tells me everything I need to know. And then I don't like them anymore. Um, <laughs> but once I did finally release this guy, once I cut this cord between us, um, it was just, uh, a few months after that, that I met the guy I'm dating now and I mean, I don't know where this is going to go, but, um, things are still really good. So I don't know. Um, I mean, it's only been, it has, it still hasn't been very long, but so far so good is what I'm saying. And if nothing else, even if things with him don't, um, you know, last forever or whatever, it's been a really good ride. Um, so, uh, so yeah. There's a spell that I did. Um, I think if I was going to do it again today, I would probably still do the same kind of setup. Um, I don't know that I would involve the elements at all. I may involve Lilith, even though I don't, you know, I don't really uh, feel any kind of connection to deities if I, if I think of a deity in, the, as in, you know, a particular aspect of myself that I need to bring forward, that works for me. Um, talking to the moon, I, I kind of, I've always done that. Like, that's kind of always, always been a thing for me when I was a little kid, you know, um, like, people have said to me before, you know, the first thing you do when you go outside is you look up at the sky. Well, I mean, doesn't everybody? But apparently, that's not what everybody does. So, um, I don't know. But, yeah, so I would probably still talk to the moon. Um, I would definitely still do the actual magical working the same way. But I, I don't think I would, um do the circle that way and use the elementals like that and, and all of that. I want to get back to a more, um, raw connection to the elements. Um, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let that come when it comes. I've had a whole lot going on this year. Um, I've told y'all a little bit, very little bit, mostly, you know, my middle kid has been just going through so much and they're doing a lot better now. I'm, I'm so proud of them, but you know, it's a journey and, um, they're going to get there. They, they're just today, they're finishing up their first, um, college, uh, semester, their first semester in college. Um, and I couldn't be more proud. You just don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, Let me know what you, what you thought about this, if it was, you know, helpful or, um, if you want me to, to go over other, spe other things specifically that I've done, um, you know, I'm a, at least happy to try to revisit the things I've done. I don't, I only wrote a few things down, um, but there are some that I remember very specifically. Maybe not word for word things I said and did, but I could probably um, let you know some other things that I did. Um, so yeah, that's it. 
uh, I don't know um, exactly what the next episode might look like. Uh, so if you have any ideas or uh, questions, topics, suggestions, whatever, um, let me know. Don't forget to uh, find us on Twitter. It's um, at stuff underscore witchy. And you can find us on the Facebook group. Uh, the name is, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, the name of the Facebook group is also that witchy stuff. But I was going to say, if you want to see a picture of, um, of that cord cutting setup, um, you can look at the cover photo for, I know on Twitter, uh, the cover photo, I'm pretty sure, um, is also the, the cover photo on the Facebook group. Um, you, if it is, you should see, uh, a white pumpkin, you should see some candles lit, and, and, uh, some altery type stuff. Anyway, if you look closely at the middle, um, near the bottom, you'll see where the two candles, uh, were with the tea light candle, um, and the cord that had burnt. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Um, find us on those, uh, on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, don't forget you can, you can follow the podcast and get notified, um, anytime we have a new episode because I, I tend to not be quite exactly as much on schedule as, as I had hoped to be. So yeah, you can follow us and get notified. Um, and that's it. Talk to you later.